than answers. Like if you mistake the high hurdles for the low hurdles, could you shatter your personal best? Hi America, <laughs> hello world. <laughs> Olympic themed episodes tonight. Yay. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show, more questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you. To bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Remarkable. <laughs> so snuggle. I'm sure that's my dad now joining in as well. It's like a duet. They're harmonising, they're snoring. <laughs> so snuggle under your covers, turn out your light and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting and for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce our guests. Firstly, the mysterious and Vesson Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather decided this week that she would try and be more extroverted. So now she looks at other people's shoes. Oh. Welcome to the show, God. Heather. Hello. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. When she was a kid, Michelle's English teacher looked at her and said, Name two pronouns. And she replied, Who, me? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. We are on Series 2, Episode 75. Number 75 is a very alluring and sensual number. I'd do 74, but I'd be thinking of 75. 
75 <laughs> is the age limit for Canadian senators. They have an age limit, apparently, in really? Canada for their senators. If you've gone past 75, you can no longer work in the realm of politics in Canada. Men at 25, of course, play football. Men at 40 play tennis. Men at 60 play golf. So the older you get, the smaller your balls get. <laughs> Bizarrely, the word old man is used exactly 75 times in the Bible. What are the chances of that happening? Can you believe such wondrous things? Nope. Quite remarkable. 75 was the common name for the 1897 French field artillery gun used during the First World War. How many French does it take to defend Paris? How many? I don't know. Nobody knows. No <laughs> one's got a clue. No idea. <laughs> now, each week, I like to read out our mailbag. If you write to me, if you send me your messages on Facebook, if you send me emails, I appreciate all of our listeners writing in. I will read them out. I have a fabulous mailbag this week. Robin posted, this was a good show. So funny. And love Heather and Michelle belly laughing at themselves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would like to say as well, they also got a letter this week saying that we laugh too much. So oh. I know. Who'd have thought? It's ridiculous. We want a less funny show. <laughs> less laughing, I ask of you. So no right, more laughing from now on in. <laughs> but okay. we do the show with you. I know, and I'm hilariously funny, apparently, according to... <laughs> See, we're breaking the rules already. Stop <laughs> laughing, Nathan. What's wrong with you? Patrick in Kentucky said, ha, 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 great show. Thank you for the two points. And can you say squirrel again? I think I just did. So thank you, Patrick, Yay. for that. Regular listener Griff said, great show. The host is occasionally somewhat humorous as well. Nailed oh. it. Now, <laughs> Heather's on minus two. <sighs> it is true that I'm just funny once, Griff, and that's from eight o'clock to nine o'clock on a Friday night. <laughs> Kevin no. in Minnesota said Heather's Chinese is spot on. Thank you. We all know, of course, that Kevin smokes a lot of crack. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> Benjamin from Canada said that he was the individual who posted the comment about the sewer pickle appearing in the Olympic diving pool. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. So many thanks, Benjamin, for getting the sewer pickle out there. We appreciate that. And in a foreign country as well, no less. Mm. Nice. Martin in New York said the new sponsors are amazing. I have never laughed so hard keep up the good work <laughs> our mailbag of course this week was sponsored by squirrel nut burial services we're cheaper and get deeper <laughs> oh, no. finally i want to say that we have some very very special listeners in australia at the moment that write to me so you know who you are and many thanks for all of your kind words if you wish to write to me you can contact me on our facebook site more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, all of tonight's stories, all of our chat, all of the funny videos and all of the comments will be posted on there. You're welcome to join us on Twitter. I am Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. That's T.I.P.S. for the International Paranormal Society. I think we're nudging over 81,000 followers on there at the moment. So thank you for following us on there. We have many things on YouTube. If you search for more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, you will find lots of funny outtakes and also i've read 
some chapters of my books on there free of charge if you wish to listen to various chapters of my books they're free to listen to we have archives of course people listen to us all over the world 190 countries all over soundcloud if you go to soundcloud.com and search for mqta radio we're there if you're doing the housework if you're in the gym if you're walking the dog or in the car you can listen to our dulcet tones and complete lack of laughter over the next 45 minutes we're also on itunes stitcher and tuning radio and my book mysterious minnesota digging up the ghostly past at 13 haunted sites is now available in amazon and all good bookshops we are now fully into august so i thought now would be the time to introduce some fun and fascinating facts yesterday was the anniversary of the first english child ever to be born in the americas i'm going to oh. ask you now if you can guess obviously when i say can you guess the date i'm not talking about yesterday's date i'm talking about the year so the first english child ever to be born in the americas her name was virginia dare so happy belated birthday to her I would like to know the year. We are going to have some points going here. Heather Morris, the first child, English child, ever to be born in the Americas. Her birthday was yesterday. Looking for a year. You're looking at me blankly. 1789. 1789. You're not very good at history, are you? Not really. No. This was the wrong question <laughs> to ask, wasn't it? Michelle, do you want to have a guess or are you just going to pull faces at me? I'm going to guess 1592. Oh, that's not bad. That's not a bad shout. Nathan in the background raising his hand like a little schoolboy. What have you got there, Nathan? What are you going to go with? 1620. 1620. Michelle's actually the closest. It was 1587. You're just ah. five years out. She mm. was five years old at that point. I will give you some points for that, though. That's Thank very you. impressive. And I did just throw that <laughs> at you, so that's impressive. Today... Today's day in 1871 was the birth of Orville Wright, American aviator and airplane designer. So happy birthday to him. Everyone knows a good landing, of course, is one you walk away from. But a great landing is one where you can use the plane again. Wise words indeed. <laughs> that is true. Yes. Yeah. Remember, gravity never loses, but I always look to at least get a draw. That's where I am. <laughs> Slightly pessimistic, but I'm happy that I'm still here. Tomorrow, the 23rd president, Benjamin Harrison, was born in Ohio in 1833. He was famous for saying, here we go, I don't think people should take the elevator if they can walk because they don't get to see the stairway. It's not the Gettysburg Address, is it? Not, not really. Not really. That's what he was famous for. By the way, farting in an elevator is wrong on so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> Last weekend, we went into the deepest, darkest parts of Iowa, a place called Marion, for a psychic expo. I did a ton of readings, met lots of fabulous people, sold a lot of books. I can't get used to the fact that I look at a map of Britain, and on a map of Britain... It's one inch to Birmingham. From London to Birmingham is about an inch. And I'm thinking, well, a couple of hours tops. One inch, maybe an hour. One and a half inches, two hours on a map. I'm looking at Iowa from Minnesota, a couple of inches. And I'm thinking, a couple of hours, not a problem. I don't realise the scales have changed. All yeah. maps are not the same, are they? No. no. 12 hours. 12 hour round trip. It's a yep. boring trip. I'm looking for roadkill. I'm looking for electric poles to break up the landscape at this stage. <laughs> this is not good news. 
And on the subject, I met lots of wondrous people there. And a big thank you, of course, to Adam and Sarah and Kelly for everything they did for us at that expo. I met a wonderful lady. Her name was Heidi. She was so enamoured with my English accent that every time I spoke, the poor lady blushed. She said I sounded like her GPS, her satellite navigation system. Is that what you call them over here? Yes. She has, apparently, my voice, or someone very similar to me with the London accent, telling her where to go when she's in the car. So I used to sidle up to her. I spent two days in Marion at this expo. At regular intervals, I would walk up to her store. I believe she was a healer and she was doing Reiki healing, amongst other things. And I would lean over and whisper in her ear and say, in 400 yards, turn right. (laughs) (laughs) And the poor lady would blush. I sidled up to her next to the cafeteria. She was getting a cup of coffee. I leant in breathily into her ear and said, your destination is now on your left. (laughs) Poor lady. Poor, poor lady. My favorite one, of course, was when I sidled up to her and said, take the second exit ramp on the right. She had to sit down. She couldn't take it. The interesting thing is that with the British accent, that sounds very calm, very comforting, very steady. Just see where we are. I've heard the American lady, (laughs) and she's very, very mean. She's a nasty person. There's an inflection in her voice that if you start doing stuff wrong, starts to sound like an argument. I told you to turn left. Now you need to turn around. Why aren't you listening to me? Where did you learn to drive? You are an idiot. Do you see where we are? I should have listened to my mother. Right, I said right, you muppet. That's the American version. Slightly different, isn't it? I think the British version would be a whole lot better if it suddenly had an ego-boosting quality about it. You wake up in the morning, you're hungover, you don't look great, you've not had a shave, you've just rushed out of the house, clutching a piece of toast with your toothbrush in your mouth. You sit in the car. At the junction, go straight on. Have you done something new with your hair? (laughs) It's great, isn't it? Why don't they introduce this? I love that shirt. It really suits you. This is a joy. That's what I want to hear. Let's go back to my place, play some Barry White, and have a bit of How's Your Father, and take the second exit on the right. This works so much better. I want to introduce satellite navigation systems, GPS, that have all this worked into it. I want a Gordon Ramsay one. Thank You'd you. like a Gordon Ramsay? Yes. So I think it would be fabulous. Something along the lines Yelling. of, in 500 yards, I've eaten in here, you muppet. <laughs> it's raw. And bloody donkey and all that. A bloody donkey. (laughs) (laughs) I've told you before, I refuse to eat Mexican. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. I'm on fire. Let's run into our first round. That is Ghosts and Hauntings. Michelle is on one for knowing the date of the first lady ever to be born in the Americas, Virginia Dare. And Heather's on minus two, and I don't even remember why, but I'm sure it was something to do with being lippy. A video recorded in the Chapel of Saltillo in Mexico shows a statue's eyes opening all on their own. The eerie clip, which was filmed back in June, went viral this week after it was uploaded online. The footage primarily focuses on a large statue of Jesus, which was present during a church service at the Chapel of Saltillo a historic building situated in the Mexican state of Coahuila de Zavagotha. Mm-hmm. While it is difficult to see anything at first due to the footage being quite dark, on closer inspection the video does appear to show the statue's eyes opening for a few seconds before closing again. 
seemingly without alerting anyone else who was there at the time. Whether the movement is actually paranormal in nature, however, remains open to debate. You've had paranormal movements. I have. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, they've mostly been on my own. I I will... I do want to put that out there. I have been haunted by Mexican food in the past, so paranormal movements, dead man's... Oh! Michelle McSnorty's doing doing her own sound effects over there. If you wish to see Winking Jesus, you need to go to our Facebook site. I told you to stop laughing. We're getting letters of complaint, but we're having too much fun. Stop laughing. We're losing listeners by being funny. If you wish to see Winking Jesus... That sounds like a terrible, terrible thing that a priest... Mm, yeah, okay, we'll leave that there. Freezes, <laughs> You can go to our Facebook site more. Questions and answers with Adrian Lee, where we promise not to laugh or be funny. Mm. No. Statues that cry. I've got a theory about this. Mm-hmm. Because you hear about this phenomenon all over the world. You know, the Madonna, Mary, weeping. Mm-hmm. You know, people travel from all over the world, pilgrimages to see Mary crying, to see Jesus crying. I have a theory. Having studied and having taught ceramics for many years in my dim and distant past, I think that if you have some sort of terracotta or clay statuette of Jesus or Mary, that's glazed. You put a glaze over that. And glaze basically seals in all the moisture. So if you glaze a piece of pottery, if you glaze a sculpture... For example, it's the Madonna, it's Mary. You've glazed it, you've sealed it, but the base isn't glazed. If you turn over a statue or you turn over a piece of pottery, if it's stoneware, earthenware, the bottom of that's not glazed, right? Because the pot's got to stand up for the artist to paint it and glaze it. Does all that make sense? Mm -hmm. So in damp, wet conditions over a period of time, you know how terracotta and you know how clay soaks up water. If you buy a terracotta pot, at the garden shop and you're going to be putting a plant in there they always advise that you stick that terracotta pot into a bucket of water first and it goes and all the water soaked up and disappears and it goes into the terracotta pot because it's very porous and it soaks it all up so the base of the sculpture soaks up over a period of time all the moisture and all the water i think when it's going through that process in the pottery that they get a needle and they scratch away the glaze in the corner of the statue's eyes to just leave that bit bare. So all the moisture that gets sucked up through the clay and terracotta sealed inside that glaze. Then, if the pressure's right, the air pressure, if the water's right, if the humidity, the dampness in the room is right, at various points due to atmospheric pressure, the moisture then squeezes out through the little holes they've created where they've scratched the glaze in the corner of the statue's eyes, making it weep. Bronze statues. Bronze statues is a miracle from God. (laughs) (laughs) Amen, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Heather Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? And it better not be funny, I tell you. Spine-tingling footage captures Ghost of Soldier on American Civil War Battlefield. The clip was taken in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, which was also the scene of one of the most pivotal battles of the Civil War as it led to the fall of the Confederacy. 
but it is also believed to be the location of restless ghosts and haunted buildings. And two ghost hunters decided to visit it and find out if they could see some for themselves. And what they spotted was truly terrifying. I don't think I would call it terrifying. Just saying. You're calling your story bunk already? Maybe. Oh, let's get to the end. And we'll, <laughs> we'll fully commit. To the side of the shot, two cannons come into view. And this is where the apparition appears. It scrolls past the weapons and appears to walk towards the car in which the two ghost hunters are sat in. Then, just as quick as it appeared, the ghost disappears. Well, it has no concept of what cars are. If that you died on the battlefield Dodging in the Civil them. War, it doesn't know what a car is. <laughs> the cameramen are understandably shocked to what they have just witnessed. No way! What is that? One asks. Oh, back to the Welsh, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, better His than your Chinese, I might <laughs> <laughs> His pal responds, I have no freaking idea. What? Where are we in the country here? V- Virginia? Gettysburg. Gettysburg. Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. okay. The There's clip a slight was... draw you put on that. Just made me think <laughs> I was going slightly souther a little bit. I went Southern? Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's always funny when the American corrects my English, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't know that was a word. Would you like some points tonight? How are we on that? Not You're really. Two. No, Not you've re- given up already, haven't you? <laughs> Let's see if you can get minus 10. (laughs) I think I've been there before. The clip was posted on YouTube in 2013, but re-emerged on social media site Reddit on Monday. And viewers had mixed responses to the strange video. One wrote, this looks too good to be true. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. But another... Do you know, I couldn't even pin a continent down for that. I'm sorry. Africa? Are we going Africa now? But another simply said... She went to drama school, you know. <laughs> it wasn't open, but she That's... went. <laughs> but another user simply said, their reactions seemed fake. Irish? I'm going Irish on that one. <laughs> This you betcha, like, don't you know? This is like a conversation <laughs> taking place in the cafeteria in my of, the, head. of the United Nations. <laughs> if that's all going on in your head, how can we account for the other four personalities? <laughs> your accents are one of the most entertaining parts of this show. I just wish you had more than one. You've seen the video. Oh, one. Yeah, I can see what you've done there. You've highlighted for the ladies and gentlemen, two lots of one. Well done. That's a matching pair right there. You are the sole reason we don't have a webcam in here. We never get away with it. I can blur it out. You could do, and you're going to have to warm them. Warm them. You're going to have to warm them. You're going to have to warm Yes. <laughs> I'm no expert, but in Britain we call that the shocker. (laughs) Don't you just wish you could see what was going on in the studio right now? There's a show dying to get out. Have you seen this footage? You're crying. (laughs) I've ruined your mascara, haven't I? A little bit. There you go. You've seen this footage. Well, I saw a picture of it. it was you saw bunk. a picture. It's bunk. Is it? I love the way you spend hours and hours researching, reading it out diligently in all one language and all one accent, using the vernacular of somewhere in the Americas, but we've not managed to pin it down yet. And it's bunk. If people wish to see such bunk, they can go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Coffins float eerily down a submerged road in Louisiana after severe flooding dislodged them from the graveyards this week. 
At least four people have died and more than 7,000 have been rescued after the American state was hit by up to 17 inches of rain in 24 hours. You'd be out in the yard building an ark, wouldn't you, at that point? Yes. Look at Mr. Johnson, he's 73, he's building an ark. The state, which was devastated by Hurricane Katrina in 2005, has been declared a major disaster zone by the U.S. government. Anna Johnson of Denham Springs, near state capital Baton Rouge, snapped an eerie sight of caskets uprooted from the sodden soil just floating down the road. She said, we've never seen anything like this. It's worse than Hurricane Katrina. My husband is on rescue missions right now. What for coffins? He has a boat and he's helping local sheriffs as we speak. State Governor John Bell Edwards announced that the federal government had declared a major disaster for the state of Louisiana. He said, I have traveled to affected areas and have seen the destruction caused by this unprecedented flooding. This is an ongoing event and we are confident that every available state and federal source will be brought to bear. These pictures are remarkable. I have never seen in my life just coffins floating down the high street. It looks like a traffic jam. They're very ornate. They're going to be there a long time, mm -hmm. aren't they? Yes. Just very ornate, just making their way. That's really creepy. I know. This is how, of course, water gets contaminated. That's water that's going to be in people's houses. Ugh. And it's corpse juice. You know what I'm saying here? Yes. This is how cholera starts. The cholera outbreaks in Britain were down to the fact that graveyards got so full up with dead bodies during the Industrial Revolution. Everyone made their way into Manchester, Birmingham and London for the Industrial Revolution, coming out of the poverty of the countryside. And they couldn't cope. There's small churches with small graveyards could not cope with the sudden influx of people. Two to three million people, I think it was, in a couple of years, coming into London due to industrializations and the spreading of the railroads. And of course it poisoned the water tables, the cholera in part, was caused by dead bodies poisoning the water table. This is water that's going in and out of everyone's houses. Pretty grim, isn't it? Yeah. That's quite grim indeed. I've been to Holland. Holland's a very low country. They're called the low countries. Holland, the Netherlands, is below sea level. So I went to research. Some of my family tree is Dutch. My great-great-great-grandmother was born in Amsterdam. I am 132nd Dutch. I believe. It's where I get my height from. The Dutch are the tallest nation on the earth on average. Did you know that? Nope. I did. They think it's due to all... You're not getting points for agreeing Sorry. with me, Michelle. But I live there. Nice effort. You've <laughs> lived in Holland. I lived in Amsterdam. Wow. That's impressive. How long did you live there for? Only a year. What did you think of the place? Oh, I loved it. So you can speak Dutch? Mm, not anymore. Go on then. Thank you, Bill. Oh, fantastic. So what about a donkey? Yes, we're not going back to the donkey business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with the donkey business for one night. We'll have to have a chat about that. I didn't mm -hmm. realize you'd spend... See, I'm learning things about my guests as we speak. But there was a similar thing. I went to do some research in the cemeteries and the graveyards of Holland. And, of course, they're all underwater, most of them. They don't have gravestones that stand upright because they just sink back down into the earth it's very sodden it's like a bog so they lay the stones actually on the surface and they slowly start to sink they have troubles with coffins sinking but then if the water level rises and there's air in the coffins they just pop straight up like a cork don't they and they're floating around mm -hmm. you could walk across them use them like a pontoon bridge i guess just jumping from one to the oh. other <laughs> <laughs> i'm now deaf in my left ear <laughs> 
Was you going to do the sound effect for someone popping out of a coffin? No, I was paddling on my You're coffin. You're paddling. <laughs> for the benefit of our listeners listening on the radio, <laughs> Michelle is doing the actions of a kayak. <laughs> Half the show is spent with me describing the actions of my guests. This is the medium of radio. Unbelievable. If you wish to see coffins floating down the high street again, our stories are available on more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle, if you've got your breath back from paddling coffins down the canals of Amsterdam, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? I have eerie footage captures ghosts roaming through television studio in the dead of night. In the dead of night. In the beginning of the clip, a security guard can be seen pacing through corridors, checking for intruders in the media building. But he fails to spot the paranormal figure in the day-to-day television studio, which belongs to Caracol TV in Columbia, South Carolina. The shadowy figure can be seen hovering around behind... Hoovering? That's impressive. (laughs) Vacuuming. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a theory, and you can shoot me down in flames... But isn't that the cleaning staff coming in at night? (laughs) (laughs) When you said it was in Colombia, I'm thinking they're not seeing things right. That's hallucinations at that stage. This is what I'm thinking. There's a Colombia in Louisiana, isn't there, apparently? Okay. It's your story, not mine. (laughs) Where does it say it is? South Carolina. South Carolina. He said South Carolina. He doesn't listen. I'm not listening. I'm not listening to anything. I'm sat here wondering what I'm going to do on my shopping list when I leave the studio. I'm going to make hummus tonight and all sorts. I just, just In my mind, I'm boiling chickpeas and garbanzo beans and thinking, have I got any tahini left? Yes. I yes. wasn't paying attention. No. This is the cleaning staff, I tell you. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I should have said hovering around. Oh, it just makes the story much more boring, it doesn't it? it? Yeah. Around behind a film set in the footage. Several other security guards reportedly heard strange noises in the building and have claimed to have seen the shadow in various locations. The clip, which was uploaded to YouTube, has been viewed more than 18,000 times. And viewers had mixed responses to the strange incident. One suggested the figure was simply computer-generated writing, more fake CGI. It's not the first time apparitions have been caught on camera. Recently, a video captured a ghost floating towards a CCTV camera, terrifying a worker who was alone and working late. Yes, with cleaning products. <laughs> and a Hoover. Don't mind me. I'm just going to run the duster around. That sucks. I know. <laughs> Doesn't it? I warned you, we're not meant to be funny. Stop being funny. We'll get letters of complaint, I tell you. That's a nice rounding too. Michelle, you are now sprinting into the lead with your ghost cleaning stories <laughs> with a resplendent three. Yes. That brings to an end the round of ghosts and hauntings. I'm on two points. Michelle is in the lead with three and Heather is on minus two. We now go into the round that is UFOs and did she get a clap for minus two? Who clapped? Someone put your hands up. I didn't clap. I went... Oh, you're making noises. (laughs) We're lucky horses aren't in here now. You're a horse whisperer, aren't you? Yes. Go on. Nay. Oh. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm sure every horse within 20 miles will be at our front door in the next 20 minutes. Hope so. Unbelievable. This is the round of UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and hairy beasties. This bizarre footage apparently shows a strange man-like creature walking slowly through the desert. Man-like. If it's man-like, it's a woman at that point, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like a man, but not a man. Kevin in Minnesota, who smokes crack, did actually say at this point that he thinks he dated her. Great. So oh. I'm just saying... Filmed in Portugal, the odd beast can be seen in this clip for a few seconds before disappearing behind a bush in the centre of the screen. This is Ronaldo going for a wee. You leave him alone. Some have said... (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to tell our listeners about the Fantasy Football Soccer League we've played for the last two years? I've won every year. You've won every year. year. You're not telling them all the details, are you? Go on, then. I used to play semi-professional soccer. I used to follow the soccer. I supported West Ham United. I used to read all the books, read all the magazines, follow soccer, watch soccer, play soccer, live, breathe and eat soccer. When I went to school in the morning, I'd play soccer until school started. At break time, I would play soccer. At lunchtime, I would play soccer with a sandwich in my hand. I would then play soccer after school. When my mother called me in for dinner, I would have dinner. And when dinner was finished, I'd play soccer until it got dark. I decided to start a fantasy soccer league to keep in contact with my friends back in Britain. Uh Those that I've missed and not seen for many years that Uh I used to go to school with. I decided to spend hours upon hours sorting through the rosters, looking at all the players, judging their fitness, their skills, their passing ability, Mm -hmm. all the statistics. I spent hours looking at details like a statistician. I planned my team based on all their abilities collectively, Mm -hmm. their strengths, their weaknesses, their stamina, their abilities. Good job. You chose your team because... How cute their butt was. And, and their face. For two years running, <laughs> I I've had my ass kicked. Thank you. Thank you. There's a lesson in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but for the life of me, I can't find it. I don't know where it is. <laughs> Some have said it could be a chipacabra, a legendary Central and South American goat sucker what? with its first sightings in Puerto Rico. A chip of coffee. While others have remarked on the eerie echoes of the footage with that of Bigfoot, the video which was uploaded to the internet about a month ago has been viewed almost 75,000 times with many speculating on its authenticity. And now you can do the same if you go to more questions and answers. With Adrian Lee, you can see the Chipacabra wandering through the Portuguese desert in the middle of the day. And you can decide for yourselves. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? I got a dog. Woof. A dog. You're speaking dog now, are you? Yeah. Horse whispering. Talented. Dog whispering. <laughs> you've nailed all the accents, haven't you, along the East Coast. Mm-hmm. You've done Irish. You've done Welsh. Done it all. You've done the full works tonight, haven't you? You've gone through the whole gamut, all the way mm-hmm. from A through to B. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> The, a dog wearing a GoPro might have filmed Bigfoot. Yes. <laughs> <Nice>. Yes. <laughs> the Thank disapp- you, dog. I don't yes. know the story. I have no idea what's coming next, of course. But wouldn't it be ironic that since man invented the camera and the video and the film, we've spent the last 80, 90, 100 years trying to capture photographs of this. 
and a dog does it mm-hmm. wouldn't that be a joy it would I almost like the idea that the first contact made with aliens would be a dog with a GoPro. Wouldn't yeah, that be fantastic? Absolutely. Because how would the alien night would land and think, oh, what life a nice on Earth, puppy. let's go and talk to the That's dog. That's right. So the dog's getting probed and not me. Oh. <laughs> Sounds better already. <laughs> how was that? Rough. Oh, no. You'd be disappointed if I didn't. The GoPro camera has been an incredible invention for the adventurers of the world. Nowadays, capturing footage of your whitewater rafting vacation is as simple as strapping on one of these bad boys to your head and pressing record. I'm sorry, where were we with this? I'm sorry. (laughs) Nathan's glazed over. Look, he's in his own little world. Filming with a GoPro can also let you see things you might not otherwise have missed. Dog cam. And that's what happened when one man tied the camera to his dog and went into Oregon Woods. When he watched the footage later, he discovered that they may not have been completely alone. If we know anything about dogs, it's that they would recognize Bigfoot if they saw him. Well, really? Yeah. If you if you put a hat on and hold an umbrella, the dog doesn't recognize you. <laughs> I've been attacked by dogs just by having an umbrella up. (laughs) So something here may be a bit fishy. Then again, it's very possible that Bigfoot may have stealth technology that we don't know about. So there's that explanation. Yeah. Would a Bigfoot hide itself away from a dog? If the dog went running through the woods, would the Bigfoot have a different reaction to that? If it was a human, do you see what I'm saying? If they saw a human coming along, I could imagine they'd hide and make themselves look scarce. If a dog went running through the woods... Would the Bigfoot have the same reaction to it? Would it react in the I same don't way? No. There are indeed more questions than answers. I will give you a resplendent two for being informative. Yay. And you are back to zero. Excellent. Bizarre footage showing a dark spherical object hoovering across the surface <laughs> of the moon <laughs> has emerged online. The eerie clip captured by an amateur astronomer shows an object whizzing across the lunar surface very clearly. At one point, it even appears to spin out of control as it continues into space. The shot was picked up on an online live stream set up by budding UFO enthusiasts. Some online skeptics suggested the object could actually be a satellite. There are currently dozens of satellites orbiting the moon. But other fanatics argued that the way the object moved didn't seem typical of an artificial satellite. The strange sight was picked up on an amateur live stream. The clip was uploaded to YouTube and has already been viewed over 12,000 times. The enthusiast commented on the discovery. It's a UFO, unidentified flying object. What it is, I have no idea, but it's not normal for us. If you want to see stuff that's not normal, you can go to Facebook and look at Heather Morris's posts and pictures. <gasps> oh. The rest of you can go to more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? And by Jove, you need the points. A New Jersey resident may have finally captured a Jersey devil on camera. New Jersey. 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 Now you're doing the accents. There we go. When you only catch a brief glimpse of something bizarre, it's easy to rationalize what you saw. However, if you snag photographic evidence of your strange sighting, it becomes harder to deny that what you witness defies explanation. That's what happened when one New Jersey resident caught sight of an unfamiliar creature in his backyard. The creepiest part 
is that it bore a striking resemblance to a local creature of legend. The New Jersey-based Imgar user posted a picture of a strange, smooth-skinned creature hopping over his fence with a simple question. What the oh. rhymes with bell okay. is this animal? <laughs> You're only saying that because I have the bell in front of me. Oh, it's not working very well, is it? <laughs> no. This will be the fourth bell I've gone through. I need to buy shares in a bell-making Your company. Your dinger's broken. Well, <laughs> that's very personal, and I'm not sure what 190 countries to actually... All I'm saying is that I think I've stretched the spring. That's better. You've got to give it a run-up, haven't you? You've got to really get in there and give it a run-up. Some people immediately suspected it was the Jersey Devil, a legendary creature that was been reported and sighted all over the state since the mid-1800s, sometimes with wings, other times with cloven hooves and a forked tail. So is this a Jersey Devil of urban legend or something other suburban-dwelling species yet to be discovered? What suburban-dwelling <laughs> species in New Jersey wouldn't have been discovered that looks like a devil? Well, you don't just go out and put the garbage out. I will do, but there's this strange red animal roaming around the garbage with a trident. There is maybe an explanation. Are you ready? I'm willing to hear it. I, my mind right. is open. I'm open to all suggestions. They, there was a time mm-hmm. I didn't believe anything until it was proven otherwise. Right. Now I believe everything until it's proven not to exist. Oh. I've completely changed my paradigm on the things I've witnessed and seen in my life over the last 20 years. Oh, isn't that sweet? Is that irony? Do you want some more points there? Not really. Okay. Okay, the mystery was eventually officially solved by the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation, which claims the animal is most likely... Satan. And they've captured Bat it, and boy. it's in a compound. Nope. If its owners it's, want to come forward, it's nope. not been tagged, and there's a fine. Nope. It's most likely a hairless black squirrel oh. <laughs> of course it is so let me get this straight what we've got a mange black squirrel running or muck that he thought was beelzebub himself yep it was the jersey devil this has got to be a big squirrel That's a full tongue a minute ago I, I saw the picture it really didn't look like a squirrel no what nope. did it look like i it looked nuts oh <laughs> We're not meant to be funny, remember? And you're succeeding. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? I have a mystery object named Niku that is traveling backwards. A strange object spotted beyond the orbit of Neptune appears to be going around the sun in reverse. Discovered by the Pan-STARRS telescope in Hawaii, the mysterious object, which measures only about 200 kilometers across, has been named Niku, which means rebellious in Chinese. The fact that it seems to be traveling in the complete opposite direction to the rest of the planets in the solar system has left astronomers scratching their heads. They're going backwards in time. Anyone living on that planet is going backwards in time as we speak, Hmm. which makes going to the bathroom very complicated and quite painful, I would guess. Is it like oh. Benjamin Button? I'm, well, I don't know. Oh. You're asking me. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> making this curious. up. It's curious. It's very curious. <laughs> but if everything's going backwards, trips to the bathroom will be problematic. It's coming out of the bowl. You hear what I'm saying? Done. Next. What have we got left, Michelle? <laughs> <laughs> it has been suggested that the existence of the theoretical Planet Nine in the outer solar system may have been responsible for sending Niku off on such a strange trajectory. However, scientists have pointed out that the new object is too close to the other planets for this to be a likely scenario. 
This is Planet Nine. Ba, ba, da, ba, da, ba, ba, da. Bit of Duran Duran there. Love the 80s, me. Fantastic. <laughs> I have one story left in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology. A new type of dinosaur, a predator. Like a wolverine, scientists puzzle over the new discovery. The strange ancient creature was found in diamond-yielding sands in the district of Yakutia, also known as Saka Republic. The diamond miners who unearthed it believe the monster mummy is a previously unknown kind of dinosaur. Experts are less certain and want to study the unknown mini-monster more closely. One theory is that it's a wolverine, a carnivorous mammal that resembles a small bear. Or it could be a sable or a martin. For now, no one is sure. I thought dinosaur meant giant or fierce lizard. Dino meaning large or fierce, saw meaning lizard. So it can't be a mammal and a dinosaur. Dinosaurs are fierce lizards. You can't have a mammal that's a lizard. I went and did some research on this. I went through a Greek dictionary. A much time and effort to myself on my head. Friendly mammal. This is what I'm now going to call this creature. I'm going to name this dinosaur so they get proper terminology. Friend is philo. So if you have philo pastry, it's friendly pastry apparently. Philo mm. philastico. There. I've invented a name. They can go with that. I'm not going to charge them for it. It is expected that the creature will be taken to the regional capital, Yukutsk. That's 1,700 kilometers to the southeast. The animal was found in diamondiferous sands in the town, which dates from the Mesoic period from around 252 to 66 million years ago. The town is famous for the diamond deposits discovered in 1955. Today's climate in the area is extremely subarctic. Average temperatures are from minus 43 degrees to minus 35 in January. That's not extreme, subarctic. That's Minnesota. Mm. <laughs> also, no one has stepped forward to actually say they've dated this so far, so it is up for grabs if anyone wants nice. to date it. This brings to the end of the round. UFOs and cryptozoology. I'm on four, Michelle is on three, Heather's on two, and everything is to play for as we move into the last round. That is strange and bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are too strange and too bizarre not to read out or don't fit easily into any other category. This unbelievable footage from inside an elevator shows the moment a smartly dressed woman does a giant poo. <laughs> it's the return of the Phantom <laughs> I have an issue with the word giant here. <laughs> giant compared to what? What are they comparing it with? I have no idea. It's a idea. small Chinese woman. Granted, I've seen the footage... Is that giant compared to a Turkish Olympic weightlifter? Or are we talking like three foot of sturdy shipping rope? Where's the word giant going here? It's more like a tin of Pringles, I have to say, if you want an idea. Oh. It's hard to believe something like that could come out of a small Chinese lady. Wearing a long skirt and high heels, the woman enters the lift or the elevator and presses the floor she wants to go to. That's what you call it. But seconds later, the woman who is carrying a white handbag, wouldn't you just do it in your handbag? Not really. Starts crossing her legs and doing a little dance. After desperately pressing the floor button again, she gives up and hitches up her skirt. She can then be seen squatting and doing her business while looking up, maybe to see if there's a camera watching. Oh. The woman then stands up and straightens her clothes, walking to the front of the elevator and ignoring the large pile of human waste. <laughs> 
<laughs> she has left behind her. The footage is believed to have been recorded in China and has been doing the rounds on local social media. Mm. Although it is unclear whether the incident occurred inside an office building or in a shopping centre. Does it matter? Reports didn't say whether the fashionista was eventually tracked down for her behaviour. She should go to jail and be interred. So, has Benjamin Harrison, the 23rd President of the United States, whose birthday it is tomorrow, remember he famously said, you are better not using the elevator if you can walk and going to the stairway. He was a very perceptive man, wasn't he? See, it all comes round. Very perceptive in the end. Miss Morris, what have you got for me now in the round of the strange and the bizarre? I got more animals. I loves me animals. I loves me animals too. The charity maintains that if an animal takes a photograph, the image legally belongs to that animal. Yes. Way to go, PETA. What if it's using someone else's camera? It was. In someone else's time? Mm, Yep. What if we had a monkey in here now? It's on our time, in our studio, using my camera. Mm -hmm. Is that the monkey's picture? I think so. It is. That's according to PETA. Photographer David Slater thought that he had captured the photograph of a lifetime when a curious little monkey managed to take his own picture using his camera in an Indonesian jungle back in 2011. It's not settled yet. I know, right? 2011. I think I've seen this picture too. It's hilarious. Is it all in focus? Yeah. Is he used like good lighting? And he's smiling like he's saying cheese. It's fabulous. And the monkey's taking the picture. Of himself. It's a selfie. It's a selfie. It's a monkey selfie. Unfortunately, however, the animal charity PETA has since insisted that Slater doesn't really own the copyright to the image because he didn't actually take it. The monkey did. <laughs> when, what, what the problem lies in the fact that you're now giving animals legal rights. They're trying. They're trying. They're it hasn't trying. been given yet. Do you recall a story about a year ago that made me laugh hysterically? What, a woman in Gibraltar on the south coast of Spain yeah. wanted two monkeys arrested because they ripped all her clothes off of her. Do you that remember? That is true, yeah. She was standing there naked and had been sexually assaulted by two monkeys. Yes. And she wanted them arrested, and the police said, we can't arrest a monkey. It doesn't have any legal rights. Right. So you're going down a very difficult path. I Could know. you then eat cows, eat pigs, and I, eat lambs I, if they have legal rights? I don't know. Mm. We're just talking about a copyright for a photo. Not right? that I want to eat a monkey. I don't have no, you know, bushmeat. <laughs> that's called bushmeat. If you go to the markets in oh, Africa, God. do not eat anything that's Blech. labeled bushmeat would be my advice. Back in January, a U.S. court ruled that the copyright of the image couldn't be owned by a monkey, but now PETA has appealed against this decision by insisting that it should belong to the animal. Really? He's going to collect money? Lots of bananas, I guess. He's going to get paid in peanuts. Oh. I don't believe they could track their monkey down. How do they know which one they've got? I don't There's know. There's thousands and millions of them. I and it ran know. back into the jungle. It didn't sign a waiver or release form, I did know. it? I know. I know. If the appeal succeeds, it will be the first time an animal has ever been granted copyright ownership. Whether PETA will actually succeed in overturning their original verdict, however, remains to be seen. I actually went to an exhibition. As you know, my background is in art history originally. I went to an exhibition at the National Gallery in Trafalgar Square in London. I kid you not. Do you remember the Tarzan films, the old black and white Tarzan films? Mm -hmm. Do you remember the monkey, Cheetah? Yes. Well, he wasn't a monkey, was he? No. He was a chimpanzee. Yes. Different species. I will get that right for him. He paints... He's dead now, unfortunately, which means his artwork's worth more money. But he did actually paint 
They would give him canvases. They would give him paints. He would sit there with his paintbrush, mix his paints, and he would actually paint the canvas. Because monkeys can feel everything that we can feel. Mm -hmm. They have sadness. They have depression. They have happiness, joy. They have love. Why can't a monkey express itself through the medium of paint? So I went to an exhibition solely on the artworks of Cheetah, the chimpanzee from Tarzan. And in every corner of every painting, he didn't sign his name, but they must have got some ink and put it on his thumb because in the corner of every painting, he had his thumbprint on it as his signature. Mm. Now, he legally owns that work. That work is copyrighted to him. So it's a very, very grey area, isn't it? The artistic side. If you're creative and you're a monkey, you own that property. But outside of that, you can steal things. You can take things off of cars in safari parks. You can strip women naked in the street, apparently, and nobody can touch you. They've got it easy, haven't they, in many respects? Mm -hmm. One law for one and one for another. It's like Planet of the Apes. Unbelievable. Michelle, what have you got for me finally tonight on the round of Strange and Bizarre? Police in Ontario respond to neighbours flinging dog poop at each other. Yay! Some sort of catapults in order, isn't it? <laughs> oh, a catapult. I How'd got it. How'd you get it. the cat? Oh, I see where we are. I should give myself points. <laughs> I'm glad people are keeping up with me. That nearly went by, didn't it? That it was did. a gem that nearly <laughs> flew by. We had to claw it back into like the show. Like a dog turd. How'd you get the dog <laughs> to squat and do its business in the catapult? That's what I want to know. Oh. This is shocking news. You it wouldn't is. want to be on the end of this if you just put no. your washing out for the day and you've pegged mm -mm. it out there and you're on the washing line, all your mm -mm. clean sheets and underwear. Terrible to do. This is in Brockville, Ontario. Two Ontario women got some advice from police on neighborly harmony after a dispute between the two neighbors saw volleys of dog feces being flung across the property line. I don't know like why badminton. They, yeah, why are they wasting <laughs> it? I'd sling it over the border. <laughs> oh, Controversial. no. Mm. Police in Brockville, Ontario say the altercation started last Thursday when one woman found what she believed was her neighbor's dog's excrement in her yard. How did she know? Well, yeah. DNA testing. They've done it before. I'm sure different dogs do different things. Having said that, I've got a small cat, and every time I go to the litter, I think a horse has gone by. I've never seen the like of it. I know. You mm. pick it up in a bag. It must weigh five pounds. You could swing it around your head and have the neighbor's windows out. <laughs> Unbelievable. They say the woman then threw the feces into her neighbor's yard. Police say the dispute escalated when the neighbor replied in kind, throwing handfuls of dog droppings back. Magic. Then the confrontation got physical as the neighbors grabbed a hold of one another. Oh, nice. They just cut out the dog poo all together mm -hmm. and gone straight for the physical violence. Mm. Police say they gave the women advice on how to get along in future and suggested that they stay away from one another. Fantastic. I don't want great, to see pictures great of that. Miss Morris, you have the last story of the entire evening. You are currently on four points. You said it's Olympic-themed, right? This is Olympic-themed. Mm. More questions and answers episode 75. You know your sewer pickle pool? My sewer pickle pool. Yes. The diving pool that has the sewer pickles floating mm -hmm. around in it. Yes. Well, the outdoor Olympic diving pool, which turned a startling shade of green Tuesday, is now closed because it smells like farts. Oh, oh. <laughs> It's the only oh. diving competition in the world where the diver doesn't actually make it to the water. He's just hovering <laughs> through pure self-will. Yeah, it might be causing some eye itchiness among athletes as well. When you're talking oh. about an itchy eye, 
Okay, we're on the same page. All right. Since Tuesday, Olympic organizers have repeatedly assured athletes and fans that the pool is safe. I don't think so. Oh, yeah, they're not diving in it, though, are they? Mm. Uh, the situation is under control. Is it? They, they've <laughs> called it off. Rio Organizing Committee spokesman Mario Andrada told reporters on Wednesday that the pool should go back to its classic blue color during the day. It didn't. It changes at night, does it? Apparently. It's a chameleon. Chameleon water. Mm -hmm. It clearly didn't happen. Instead, reports trickled in that the adjacent pool used for water polo and synchronized swimming has begun to turn another shade of green. I know. The cause of the Emerald Tides is still murky. I want an album called Emerald Tides. I just thought I'd share that with you. That's going to be my write next that down, album. Write that down. As we speak, that's right. being written down. Emerald Tides. Officials have discussed running out of an unnamed chemical used to treat the pool. And it's conceivable that the organizers ran out of the chemicals, such as muriatic acid, uh, used to balance the pH of the pool, normally kept around 7 and wound up with a higher alkaline pH. With the acidity out of whack, the disinfecting power of the chlorine would decrease and give algae a chance to get a foot in the door. I've never known so much to do with the chemistry of water in swimming pools. Thank you for enlightening me. You're welcome. You know, more questions than answers. Now you have more answers than questions, don't you? (laughs) I know, right? Baffling. (laughs) I'm bordering on speechless, madam. (laughs) When combined with hordes of microbe-toting swimmers and warm temperatures, all of this could lead to a jade lagoon. Jade Jade lagoon. Lagoon. That's my stripper name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. And that doesn't surprise me either. (laughs) Meanwhile. Jade lagoon. (laughs) Aren't lagoons kind of warm, wet, nasty? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that works. Go on. The woman's three-meter springboard prelims are planned to take place in the green diving pool later today. Fantastic. Mm, or yesterday or the day before. They're going to come out with no skin and all their hair falling out, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, well, the eerie pool water is another drop in the bucket of health concerns at the Rio Olympics. Athletes competing in outdoor water sports have already been subjected to sewage, superbugs, and pollution. Tasty. Mm. Sounds like an episode of more questions (laughs) (laughs) than answers. We are now in the round of Not For Your Mother. This is the round that you can only access if you have found us on our webcasts online, our podcasts. Yes. This is the round where your mother, if she's of a delicate disposition, needs to leave the room. This is the round if there's any minors or children or those that are easily offended need to shuffle themselves away because these are the stories from around the world this week that are laden with innuendo. I say innuendo, but we just come out and say it, don't we? Pretty much. There's no innuendo. It's pretty blunt and pretty European. Mm -hmm. This is where we are. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Well, a man went with his wife who was pregnant to the hospital. Okay. We're doing good so far, right? Yes, it's fair play for being there. My dad was at a party when I was born. Well, a man was mistaken as a patient and received surgery to remove hemorrhoids at a hospital while his he was what? waiting for his wife to give birth. Two for one offer. Yes. So he had his hemorrhoids removed. Yes, it while was he a, was waiting. It was a boy. <laughs> <laughs> while he was waiting. While he was waiting. Like a shop while I'm here. I might as well get everything looked at, like an MOT. Tire lube center. That's right. <laughs> Tonight's show is sponsored by Morris Tyron Lube. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't remember. <laughs> you Something don't remember. About greasy. <laughs> oh, it, it, it's not easy unless it's it greasy. greasy. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 a Hunan hospital in Shenyang City. Hunan? Y- yes, a Hunan a hospital Hunan. Okay. <laughs> in Shenyang City in Liaoning Province. The surgery room for the pregnant woman having cesarean sections is close to a smaller one for hemorrhoid patients. You wouldn't want to be mixed up, would you? You wouldn't want to go in the wrong one. No, no. No, that would be a terrible to-do, wouldn't it? So the man, surnamed Wang, (laughs) said he waited anxiously for about 40 minutes outside the surgery room before a doctor beckoned him in. And ordered him to take off his pants. He wasn't take really off a your doctor. Pants. Oh. Is this the Hunan Wangs? Because I know them <laughs> yes. very well. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the doctor said briefly, uh, just do what you're told. And when the 29-year-old man asked for a reason, Wang said he feared to be laughed at if he asked further. So he lied down on the bed. This guy is just coming off the street, put a white lab coat on, and well, he's wandering around. Well, during his surgery, he actually did have surgery to remove his hemorrhoids. Wang said he heard the cries of his newborn baby. No, that was his hemorrhoids. (laughs) Then he felt the pain in his bottom after leaving the bed. (laughs) He looks just like his mother. (laughs) No. Wayne called his Wayne. I said Wayne. <laughs> Wayne. Wayne. Wayne, Wayne. <laughs> you don't want to muddle up your Waynes with your Wangs. That would be terrible. <laughs> Wayne called his experience. Wayne yeah, that's right. Okay. Unbelievable and demanded an explanation from the hospital. The hospital later said it was a mistake and promised to pay $700 well, actually, $750 in compensation. And he's your That's hemorrhoids nice. back. I'm sorry. Adding that Wang really did need to have his hemorrhoids removed. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a stroke of luck. He actually had some. Yeah, wasn't that nice? Supposing he'd been beckoned over and there was nothing to be seen. Come here, little boy. I did hear the click of a photograph and the whir of a video camera while he was sat there. That's yeah. a false impression. I don't know where that came in. I don't know either. No. And legal affairs officer working for the hospital said Wang should be partly responsible for the wrong surgery because he's an adult. And he should know whether he should be having yeah. surgery or not. Is he going to be he's winning piles of money? Oh, that's so terrible. Oh, well, anyway, that. he still needs rest and from his unexpected surgery. But is happy both his wife and child are in sound condition. He's really upset, though, Mr. Wang, because he can't take care of him yet because he's still recovering from his... Um, Hemorrhoidal. Yeah, his paranormal removal. experience. Paranormal <laughs> <movements>. <laughs> yeah. Can't you do some sort of divination with your piles? Yes, you can. Like it's called it, Well, not with your piles, but there is a way to tell your fortune from your doings. Scatomancy. Yes, it's scatomancy. We never forget that, do we? Going through the motions to tell your future. Like reading tea leaves. Yes. Mm. <laughs> do you know how difficult it is to get into a teacup? <laughs> Give me a mug and I'll be in with half a chance. Japanese pole vaulter Hiroki Ajita has hit back at claims his penis cost him his Olympic dream in Rio. The 28-year-old reacted angrily to suggestions he failed to clear the 5.3 metres in qualifying because his manhood knocked the bar as he went over. Don't you tuck that in or something? Would you? Don't you tuck it in or something? Well, yeah. like strap it to your leg with tape? 
Why not? Or tuck it up underneath and walk around and pretend you're a woman. Yeah. Oh, just me that does that. <laughs> <laughs> Numerous, every single man listening to this radio station. Are you sure? As we speak, as at some point, tuck the twig and berries between the legs and minced around pretending they're a woman. Do you use lotion? Numerous reports, yes, on my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Numerous reports, Jendi poked fun at Jajita, but he didn't take it well. I never expected the foreign media to take me down like this, he tweeted. It's one thing if it was true, but I have to say I'm pretty devastated that they'd go so far to make something up to mock and ridicule me so much. Saw a picture, just saying, and it did knock it. Yes, the video footage shows that Ajita's penis... Ajita's weenus. Last (laughs) night I dreamt of Ajita. Oh, God. And now we know why, because it knocked the pole off in the pole vaulting and cost him a medal. He did eventually clear 5.45 metres on his final jump, but it wasn't enough to send him through, and his earlier foul unfortunately cost him. As tempers cooled down, however, Ajita did begin to see the funny side. He tweeted, watched it again, this is pretty funny, even if I do say so myself. And this is, of course, why it is called pole Vaulting. Oh. Mm-hmm. I actually scored a goal once with the old twig. I will I will say that live on air. I used to be, as I said earlier in the show, I used to play soccer at a very high level. I was in the box. It was a corner kick. If anyone knows the rules of football, soccer, it was a corner kick. The ball came over. The goalie rose up into the air like a can of salmon. I thought he would grab the ball. He missed it. I'm standing there not expecting to get the ball. The ball went through the goalkeeper's hands, unexpectedly hit me on the twig, bounced up, went in the back of the net. I scored. Yay! We won the game. You cannot be ambidextrous, though, in that area. You can be left-footed, you can be right-footed, but the old twig, it can't be either. It's it's not ambidextrous, see what I'm saying? You can't have two, can you? You can't have a left one and a right one. You can't favour one foot over the other. Do you see what I'm saying? So you don't have a foot? No. I don't use it as a rule. (laughs) (laughs) All the years of practice weren't wasted, but I did, in fact, score a goal with the old twig. So I know how that works. Thank you for Ajita's Peter. Yes, I thought I would share that with everybody. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? I'm kind of excited about this one. Oh. It's about the Cock Lane Crusader. Cock Lane. <laughs> when was the last time you went up Cock Lane? Okay. <laughs> Giant penis drawings and a happy ending. Oh, you've got a lot in that story, yeah, haven't you? There's every, everything anyone would ever want wrapped up with a nice bow. That's Fabulous. right. A campaign to fix a pothole-riddled street called Cock Lane that was repeatedly vandalized with giant penis drawings has come to a climax oh nice so wait there's holes in cock lane Mm -hmm. a Uh, lot of them i think all the potholes they wanted to fix no one was fixing all the holes in the road right so a vandal am i taking your story away from you here go right ahead you go for now you 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 carry on and I'll, i'll chip in when necessary Surrey County Council has resurfaced the now infamous Fetchem Road after a vigilante artist known as the Cock Lane Crusader gave the street an obscene makeover to attract the authorities' attention. Does he wear a cape? I hope so. In my mind, he does. <laughs> yes, but that's all. That's all he's wearing is a cape. 
and like an artist beret. There. Oh, nice. I see how that works. That would come off well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The painted penises appeared in Cock Lane overnight, prompting one cockahoop res- resident to document the apparent protest over the uneven state of the road. I'm going to give you points just for saying cockahoopius. Thank you. Fabulous, fantastic. <laughs> I do love a compound noun. It doesn't make me very happy. <laughs> Matt Fielder, a DJ from Bell Lane, shot a no. series. No. Mm-hmm. Bell Lane. Mm-hmm. Shot a series of videos documenting the Crusaders' campaign to make the road hard and smooth once more. You're really enjoying this, aren't you? I am. I really am. The 52-year-old told Get Surrey that it was great to see a happy ending to the fiasco, (gasps) but we will never know who he was, but the fruits of his artistic work will bear a legacy. Very nice. With the emphasis on the word leg. (laughs) Now I'm thinking, so it was drawings, right? Yep. There were so, so many potholes like a- in the road, and mm-hmm. the council wouldn't fix them. So someone came around and spray-painted obscene willies and penises around all the potholes. Like a homicide detective they yes. traced like that? Forcing the council to come and do something about it because it was obscene. Cock lane. Cock lane. Cock lane. That's like candy land. I'm sorry, that's a children's game, isn't it? How's that? <laughs> yeah. Shoots and ladders. I have penny lane in my head. You? <laughs> Come on, kids. Your mum's away at the shops. Let's have a game of cock lane. How's that working? In Gumdrop Alley. Gumdrop Alley. <laughs> Let me take you up the chocolate aisle of Walmart. I'll get you some Cadbury's. Great. 20 years in prison. Do not pass go. <sighs> I'm sorry. We're going to get a snort any second now. You keep going and we'll see if it comes in. <laughs> Go on, make a start when it comes in. <laughs> She's going to die now because you of you. You better hurry up then, hadn't you? I think you've got seven minutes flatlining before there's any serious damage. If this story's longer than seven minutes, she's a cabbage. <laughs> Not a big change. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Next guest. <laughs> one this time that doesn't die on us, shall we? <laughs> Recruitment policy. Mustn't die during show. <laughs> Could you sign this waiver? <laughs> the stairs are very narrow. We're never going to get them out. And I'm not using the elevator. <laughs> no. no. Go on. Are you going to introduce me or not? Miss Morris. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yeah, I just got here. What have you got for the round of Not For Your Mother? Your second story of the evening. Well, trucker found love by texting a number scrawled on toilet wall offering a good shag. Lovely. In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Yes. Can't beat a bit of Kipling. It could have been a case of looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking for nub. Looking for nub. (laughs) I feel we've learned a lot about Michelle tonight. We discovered she wants to live in Cock Lane. We discovered her stripper name is Jade Lagoon. And now she has an unhealthy appetite. For nubs. For nubs. I'll find you a nubbins, don't you worry. 
Especially when a single trucker decided to text the mobile phone number he found scrawled on the old toilet wall. But what began as a whim turned into the greatest louvre of all time for Mark Ellis and Donna, Donna Roberts. Congratulations, oh. Mark and Donna. I'd love to see how the pastor's going to discuss how this couple met when they're in what the church pasta? getting married. When they're getting married. The pasta. Yes. Someone's got to marry. Dang you, Mr. Spaghetti. <laughs> oh, I see where we are. Let's make fun of the Englishman's accent. Yes, always amusing. Always cheap laughs. Fettuccine was there. Really? Right. Mm-hmm. They all wore bow tie pasta. You're still going, are you? I've warned you not to be funny. For silly. <laughs> I know, I'm You silly. can't think of any other pasta, can you? You've run out. You've Rotini. Just... You're making them up. Tetrazzini. Rotisserie. <laughs> Tortellini. Lasagna. Saying it, in it, saying it in an Italian accent. Two toys. It's random words said in an Italian accent. That's all it is. Macaroni. <laughs> Ronald McDonald. It's random Italian things. Malterbene. I can't finish the story. <laughs> you can't say random words in an Italian accent and pretend it's pasta. Obviously you, you can. <laughs> Tagliatelli. I beg to dimmer. Telisavalas. <laughs> Why can't you be more like your brother? <laughs> 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 Written by Robert's ex. The unflattering message read, If you want a good shag, call Donna on... They didn't give her number, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Aww. Two, yeah. three, seven. Okay. Eight, six, seven. Donna. No, that no. was Jenny. Oh, sorry. That's her sister. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'd go with Donna, but I'd be thinking of... Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> Ellis then cheekily decided to text the number and wrote, Hi, what are you up to? Speaking to the sun on Sunday, the love struck trucker said, I was curious to know if it was a real human being. We still laugh about it. Hang on a second. Yes. He wants to get intimate and date a woman. On a toilet wall. Who's prepared. And this wasn't a joke. Their friends never did it for them. Nope. It wasn't a put up. Nope. When I write Nathan's number on the men's wall, it's a joke, hey. right? <laughs> right. She actually went into the men's bathroom. He did, yeah. No, she had to go in there to write her number. She didn't. You are never listen to me. It's her ex went in there. Oh, uh-huh. her For a ex good time call. thought it would be funny shake that person. her number on the wall. Yes. He's not laughing now, is he? No. No. Robert's a legal secretary was at first perplexed by how Ellis had found her number, but the couple soon struck up a conversation and met just days later. The couple now have two kids. Bloody hell, that was quick. It was quick. Eight and nine? Yep, though they are unaware of how their parents first met. Roberts added, I usually say that he texted me by mistake. What country? You're going to have to help me out. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
I'm going South American. I'm going out on a limb. Let's go Uruguay this time. Excellent. Okay, Exeter. Okay, fabulous. That's in Devon. Tortellini. Yes, just because you say in an Italian accent. Porta <laughs> pasta. Ferry cross the Mersey. We're done, are we? That's it, is it? Oh, my. Well, all good things come to an end, so let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery. It is Heather Morris, who scored four. Again. But in resplendent first place, winning the $33,000 IR camera is me. I scored six. <laughs> Michelle managed five. Do not fear, listener. We promise not to be funny again next week as well with a whole new bunch of stories at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of paranormal poo strange intriguing poo bizarre poo weird and poo please tell your friends about the family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my facebook site more questions and answers with adrian lee you can also follow me on twitter at adrian underscore lee underscore tips and remember our shows are now archived on soundcloud.com if you type in mq TA Radio and we now have an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show that we do once we're off air called Not For Your Mother. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Yaton Drainer, Nathan Bush, Michelle Corey and all of the International Paranormal Society in Paranormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember, be interested and interesting. Good night. <laughs>